Welcome to Better Conversations with me, Siham Sirene, giving you the words and the confidence for better conversations in leadership. That's what I do in each episode. I explore strategies and I love sharing questions and phrases for you to play around with and make your own. This recording happens live at Better Conversations on YouTube, so you might like to chat with me there and drop me a conversation challenge. Today, I really want to get into tolerating underperformance, and I want to explain this in this in a really positive sense. So it's it's a very common challenge that um, leaders I work with face, and. There are a lot of mixed feelings when we're faced with a situation where one of our team members may be underperforming. And I'm going to take you through those. I'm also going to give you um, some strategies and techniques, things that you could do better um, in your conversations to create some traction um, and a move away from underperformance and more towards ownership for those individuals. So um, one way to frame an underperformance is that actually individual underperformance is a team risk. It's a risk to um, the project. It might be a risk to your organization. And that can help us depersonalize what the problem is if we can frame it in terms of individual underperformance equals team risk. And there are many different sort of elements to team risk. Um, and these trust, culture and reputation are just three of them. So trust between ourselves and the individual who's underperforming, between ourselves and the rest of the team, between the individual and the rest of the team. Um, and if you take that as a whole dynamic, then you actually are in the space of culture being eroded, your team culture you get into the space of finger pointing, blaming, resentment because someone doesn't seem to be delivering their part of what their role is. Um, and that um, can quickly run away. We can quickly lose control of that. And it becomes very damaging. Um, and then you're into, you know, trying to limit or curb all of that. There's also your own personal reputation that takes a hit and um, perhaps you may be viewed by others, peers, your direct reports as being less than capable because you're not dealing with a pain point for them. You're not dealing with the issue. And there are lots of reasons why leaders um, delay or avoid having um, the trickier conversations. And um, and that can be because it's like, did I not make, did we not have a clear alignment? I thought we had a meeting and we agreed what the activities were. Why is it that that hasn't happened? I've checked in with you lots of times. There's still no change. There still isn't a deliverable. You seem to be evading. And now I'm really getting a bit frustrated with you. Um, but equally, you know, what did I not make clear? Maybe maybe there's a part that I played in this that I'm not clear about um, and I don't understand. It's really quite uh, perplexing sometimes. And then there's the other 
part of us, which is we really want to be fair. Um, so, you know, let's give them another week. Let's give them another month. Let's see how that goes. And so in the interest of fairness, we let things drag. We let things slide. And so our culture, our team keeps taking the hit um, on that. So what I'd like you to think about then is those are all important things, first of all, the self-doubt and wanting to be fair. Those are things that we should do to um, sense check ourselves. Are we doing the right things? Have we said the right things? Have we given them enough information? Have we set them up to succeed? And so on. So those are really important. But I'd like to give you a really clear direction about where the problem may be. Underperformance in the main, in my experience, is um, down to the fact that we are not contracting in our conversations sufficiently well enough. And that's multi-layered. So the contracting is, we're agreed, this is what you're going to do, and, and um, we have a way of working over the next while that ensures that the agreed thing, the deliverable, the project, is delivered on time and to the quality standard that we need it to be. So, and for leaders who coach, this is a really important part of the conversation. It, it's typically towards the end of the conversation, as you can imagine, okay, you know, we've discussed the issues and now we're gonna talk about what needs to happen next. And we, we think we do it to a good enough level. I thought we, were, we had the same understanding, but when, uh, when I sit down with leaders and dissect it, we really uncover that um, we perhaps, in this instance, with this individual, weren't specific enough. And this is not about micromanaging. This is about being really clear about what do you mean by um, and not making assumptions. Super critical in a situation of underperformance. Now, and, and there's a, it, it's not about being heavy handed. Like I said, it's not about micromanaging. There is a, um, there is a, an approach to that, but that's the one that we tend to default to is, well, I don't trust you to get it done. So I'm going to micromanage you. That doesn't help anyone. It, it's very disempowering. If they're already in a negative headspace, guess where they're going to go. So what it looks like to contract better is for this particular individual in this scenario is getting granular with what we both understand this means. So I need to understand what's your way, what's your style of, of operating, how do you like to tackle or approach this problem or work on this and then really understand what does that look like for them and let me give you some examples. So often what we do is um, we, we think we've got a common language and an approach. And very often we don't. We're all individuals. We have different ways of being. We have different um, preferences for how we learn, how we collaborate, how we work together. So nothing really can be taken for granted. Um, and so I would ask you to make an invitation and you can do that by actually getting them to lead on that and that might be when you are recontracting on an issue is what would be the best place to start 
that's a, a really simple question that you can offer out there that um, gets them to kick things off and puts you in listening mode. And the more questions you ask, the better. Okay, so that's one question. Another one might be, what are your recommendations? Or how do you like to work? How would you like to tackle this issue? Where are we getting stuck here? What is it that I could provide you with? What's missing? And the more that you can create that space for them to just sit and talk it through, what does it look like for them? Get it out of their head. Because it's really important. We are, in the main, verbal processors. And we need to hear ourselves speak it in order to make sense of or for all the pieces to kind of drop into the right spaces. So these kinds of questions allow us to get granular and really understand where are they starting from, how do they see it unfolding, and where do they intend to take it. So what would, what would be the next thing that you would need to do? What support do you need for that? Is there a conversation with who do you need to have that conversation? And um, that helps them get clear in their mind as well. Because the other thing is, we sort of generally have an idea about how we're going to go about a particular task. But until someone asks us, until we actually speak it out, it's actually not that clear in our minds. But because we've been through similar processes before, we have a level of comfort and familiarity around, well, it's that kind of a, an issue or a task. So when I get to it, I'll get started. Um, and I'll figure it out from there. So that can be a way that you can be really helpful with that individual. In the process, we get to learn how this person thinks, what may be getting in the way, what their blockers might have been. Is it really an underperformance issue? Sometimes we avoid saying what is the issue because we are either protecting a team, somebody else, a team member, we don't want to embarrass someone, we don't want to put someone out, step on someone's toes and there may actually be, uh, and this was an interesting thing that came up in our discussion this week in the community, was it, it, it may be a structural issue, it may be the way that they uh, are reporting into maybe another project, a different team. It may be the dynamics between team members. The roles and responsibilities may not be that clear. These kinds of just being in this space and asking what that looks like is part of the contracting process. Um, and, and in doing that, we can ensure that we're not taking away ownership. This is an issue that is, or a task that is their responsibility, we absolutely don't want to step in and take that on. I'm sure you've got plenty of other work to be doing. Um, and um, for that reason alone, we don't want to step into this space. When we own a task and we own a project, we own the good stuff and the bad stuff. We own the problems and we own the celebrations and that's the way it should be. So it's really important that we can also hold that in our minds uh, uh, to, to prompt us to ask those questions because the more that they can come up with the solution and the clarity, the more they're going to own it. And that will help shift things away from underperformance and towards that commitment that we're looking for. Okay. So, and then finally, also in the contracting, we, we need to um, talk about the consequences. So, what is likely to derail them? What's going to get in the way? What might stop you from doing this? 
and um, and if things don't go to plan, don't go as in the way that you are hoping they will, um, and you're you've talked me through as being the case. Um, how are we going to course correct? Is it okay that I check in with you? Can I? Uh, can we agree that um, we're going to get this piece of work done, and then you're just going to let me know, or I will reach out to you in a couple of days and just sense check that everything is on track. Yeah. So those are the things that can help you manage um, those kinds of underperformance conversations. I hope that helps you navigate this space and not feel like you can't have the conversation because you absolutely can and you should for everyone's benefit. To help you, if you haven't made use of it yet already, please do check out our feedback conversations infographic. When you do that, you'll also get access to the check-in, which is um, our regular email. Uh, the feedback conversations infographics got loads of questions and phrases that you can uh, use. It also talks about the contracting phase in a conversation. So go ahead and download that. Get your hands on it use it. Uh, lots of other tips in there as well to guide you through that process. And if you're interested in, in the techniques and the approach that I've talked about, which is a leaders who coach approach, um, then do check out the um, Leaders Who Coach course. Uh, they run throughout the year. We have public programs. We run um, cohorts for organizations as well internally. Um, and it really helps to embed coach leadership skills, improves our ability to have these really important conversations. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me. I will see you next week.